And we are back with another episode of Decal Download. It's your source for the latest news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. Here with Commissioner Amy Jacobs, I'm Reg Griffin. We appreciate you joining us this week and every week. You can always find us at decal.ga.gov or we're on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Well, over the next few months, we're going to take a tour of Georgia, not just Georgia. We're going to take a tour of DECAL's six regions across the state of Georgia by talking to our community partnership coordinators, representatives from our child care resource and referral agencies, and introducing you to child care providers in each region. And we're kicking off this series by visiting the Southwest region of the state. The crowd goes wild. That consists of 48 counties that stretch from Henry County all the way down to Cook County and over to Quitman County on the Alabama state line. If you can picture that, Bibb County, also a big part of the Southwest region. Commissioner, did you know that Bibb County is home to the Grand Opera House, a venue that played host to Bob Hope and Will Rogers. Charlie Chaplin conducted the John Philip Sousa Band there as part of a World War II fundraising effort. Now it serves as Mercer University's Performing Arts Center with productions from touring artists and community theater groups. And did you know that one of today's guests performed there too? No, I had no idea about any of that. I could probably guess who the guest is but no I you know you learn something new every day and here's my fun fact I had no idea and I'm ashamed to say I didn't know that yeah wow. so there you go you got to stop by there next time you're in middle Georgia I will there's a lot of history but we love our community partnership program and uh, this is a great opportunity for us to spotlight the work that they're doing Oh, absolutely. You know, it takes um, a lot of different partners throughout the state. It's not just us up here in Atlanta. Um, It is all of our uh, partners, whether it's a child care program, our technical colleges, our R&Rs, and of course, um, our community partnership coordinators um, that Edward Rowell is representing today. So uh, it's all about partnership, and we really try to be collaborative in everything that we do is we try to work to support child care providers, both centers and homes. maintaining health and safety environments, but also um, obtaining quality rated status and anything else Mm. they might need during, hopefully at the end of this pandemic. (laughs) Yeah, what I love about this is, and I always have, uh, Julio Mira leads the the community outreach uh, efforts in our QUIP program. And what I love is that uh, childcare is very much grassroots. You know, it's very much a grassroots uh, industry at the local level. And this gives us an opportunity to make decal even more local. Um, So we hope you enjoy meeting some of the folks that are doing this on a daily basis. Joining us today to talk about the Southwest region, give it up for the Southwest region of the state. Edward Rowell is Early Education Community Partnership Coordinator. DJ Fitchley is the training director of the Child Care Resource and Referral Agency of Southwest Georgia, based at Albany State University. Also joining us today is one of our Peer Support Network ambassadors, the ever-popular Brett Copeland. He's Assistant Director for Child Development Centers at Central Georgia Technical College, in addition to being the Peer Support Network ambassador for Bibb County. And Gwen Dodson is Data Coordinator of the Fort Valley State University Head Start in Fort Valley, Georgia. It's a cast of thousands from Southwest Georgia. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast today. 
So Edward, you are DECAL's Community Partnership Coordinator in the Southwest region of the state. What can you tell us about the child care community in that part of Georgia? Wow, Rich, I'm very excited to represent the Southwest region. I love traveling the Southwest. Actually, I was out there yesterday. I was down in Houston County, riding around, enjoying, went to a family connection meeting. You know, I've actually reached out with Brett Copeland and DJ, of course. He's been on one of my trainings. I appreciate that. It's just getting out, Reg, enjoying the, you know, enjoying the atmosphere, being able to get out, you know, for Mm -hmm. the last two years I've been here at Zoom and now I'm out able to get out and give true hugs and not virtual hugs. So I really enjoy it, Rich. I, it's so much I can say about it, but I'm going to let some other people chime in too. It's a great region and you've got a, you got a great team. Yeah, it, it's, one, it's one of the best regions, which is why they're going first. And it's a big region. I mean, mm. lots of counties, lots of counties. Uh, so DJ, DECAL has partnered with the child care resources and referral agencies for many years, or as we call them, CCR&Rs. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the history of the R&Rs in Georgia and about your agency in particular? I know that the R&Rs were first established to um, initially assist uh, families to find child care in their area, um, helping them find specific and unique child care that would meet the needs of their own families. Um, and it has grown from just that idea to so much more. I know in 1992, the Southwest Georgia kind of was born. And um, we, at that point, had 14 counties. Um, and since then, it, it has grown. In 2009, we grew to our 48 counties. Um, And so we're super excited because we get to provide so much in technical assistance, um, training opportunities, both virtual and now we're back to on-site, which we're all really extremely excited about that that face-to-face connection. And I think that's one of the things that the Southwest region is best at is just relationship development. And so we were really missing that face-to-face opportunity. Um, But you know, we offer so much to not only child care facilities, but our family home providers, which we have a lot of being in, we have a lot of rural counties. And so we see a lot of family providers um, in those rural counties that, you know, sometimes we're feeling left out prior to us coming along and, and offering assistance to them. So um, we really work hard to make sure that they feel included in everything that we do. And we just feel so fortunate to have 16 amazing technical assistance coordinators that go out and provide these services. Um, And we feel like we're just um, one of the best of the best in what we do. We take pride in everything that we do. And we we just really enjoy um, building those relationships with all of our providers. Mm. We know all of us uh, here at DECAL, as well as our partners at the CCRNRs, are focused on ensuring that children receive high quality care and education. If we've learned anything from our pandemic experiences, it's that we all need to work together to make things happen. Teamwork makes the dream work, as someone famous once said. Edward uh, and DJ, you guys work closely together to serve the providers in the Southwest region. Can you give us um, some ideas, some examples of your partnership in action? I know that um, we love Edward and our providers love Edward. Um, I know that as technical assistant coordinators, um, they try to get on anything Edward has to offer. Um, But we really also respect the fact that 
his platforms are a platform for our providers to speak um, and network and share issues and talk things through. Um, but Edward is always great at sharing resources with us and, and contacting us when he hears anything that we need to know about or um, any concerns that may be out there that that providers have that we can help with. Um, so it's a great collaboration. And I would just add, without, without the CCRRs, I probably couldn't get my job done. As DJ stated, I have 48 counties. There's no way I would be able to maintain 48 counties with all the providers that I have without the CCRNR. You guys are a great asset to me. You get me the numbers on quality rated. You also come and present, you know, to our providers on our child care engagers network. So without you guys, and I tell you guys all the time, you guys give me the glory, but no, I give you guys the glory because without you guys, I probably could. I know I couldn't do what I do with 48 County. So I appreciate you guys. And I tell you all the time that I do. Great partnership. And it sounds like relationship too, which is um, so such a big part of the partnership is actually having those personal relationships with mm -hmm. each other. So that's great to hear already throughout the podcast. Well, as we mentioned, we are joined today by a child care provider who has partnered with the CCRNR and taken advantage of the child care engagement network meetings and peer support network meetings. Gwen, what benefits have you seen from participating in the CCRNR TA, the CCEN, and the PSN meetings? Okay. <laughs> From our benefits, well, you know, our teachers stay well informed of classroom practices such as Eders and Eckers, and they have that hands-on experience with, with our TAs about the quality and how we can be more effective in those classroom settings. Uh, when it comes to the peer support um, network meeting, it's a collaboration of child care givers getting together, learning from different topics of discussion. Um, for instance, like ways to motivate employees, engaging with families, uh, rebuilding enro enrollment, especially after pandemic. Right now, we need to build up our enrollment and also strategies for building resilience in our infant and toddlers and preschoolers. And um, I am up under uh, Brett. So. Those are some of the things I love, Brett. <laughs> so working with him is, is a great. So, Gwen, you would say, and, and not to put you on the spot, but we, we hear from a lot of reporters in the media and just the community in general about what is the state of child care. Child care is open and operating, but attendance is, is really an issue these days. Yeah, that is true. Our attendance has is low, and I, it's mainly because, I guess, due to the pandemic, parents were scared to let their kids get back in the classroom. So we have to come up with different ways and creative ways to be able to, to boost our enrollment and make sure attendance stay um, for our requirement for Head Start. So it, it's a challenge, but those are things, if we go to the PSN, we can get ways on how to do our enrollment and how to build our enrollment. So that the PSN is good in that regards. Mm -hmm. Collaboration may be more important now than ever, uh, having yes. been through an unprecedented time, as we often say, maybe too often. Um, DJ, people might be surprised to learn that the services that the RNRs provide are free to providers. What do those services include, and, and what are some of the other advantages to providers in working with their CCRNR? Um, that's right. They are free. That's what's so great about it is we put so much work into what we do for um, the providers to get these free services. First and foremost, we work with providers to go through the quality rated process, um, assisting them in um, 
understanding the itters, the eckers, all the environmental rating scales, and then working to grow quality in their environments, whether that be a family home or a child care center. Um, we also provide trainings that are content related so that they're specific to what we see our providers needing. Um, and then we have um, other opportunities such as professional learning communities as an extension to our technical assistance. Um, we have hands-on one-on-one uh, -on -one mentoring and coaching in the classrooms with the teachers. Um, and, and what's great is not only do they get those services for free, but we also in the Southwest area um, are afforded to give them mini grants so that they get materials um, to help with growing quality in their classrooms or their care spaces. Um, and so we really work to not only help them go through quality rated and try to get rated, but just to boost the quality for childcare in general in our region so that all the children can um, afford to go to somewhere that has high quality care for them. Well, Brett, it's, it's your turn. You're up. <laughs> so uh, talk a little bit about your experience working with the r and and how it impacted your quality rated journey. So when I think through quality rated, just like uh, accreditation or any QRIS system that's out there, we're really talking about three things, right? We're talking about stuff, staff, and stacks of paper. That's really what we're talking through. And so what really helps with with people when when you think through all of those things, it can be very overwhelming. And what really helps is that you become comfortable with the process because you're comfortable with a person. And that's where our R&Rs really excel. Now, I have to brag on my people. We have C and C of the R&Rs. I have Cassie Thompson and Carolyn Wood. They do a great job. They're um, always available, email or phone call away. And I have known Cassie since forever ago, our first quality rated journey back in the day. Knowing a person who's going to help me understand the tools that are going to be used when they come in. You know, Gwen talked about itters and eckers, those environmental rating scales. Also understanding the portfolio tool that we're going to submit to show with stacks of paper. Here's how we have quality. All of those things help. Awareness of how it's going to be um, judged, graded, if you will, is an invitation for us to keep growing and on the tough days to keep going. All of those things are helping us to grow and become better at what we do for our families and children. So Gwen, kind of tell us about your experience working with the R&R. &R. What are the benefits of having a TA walk you through your quality rated journey? Well, I'll give you one of my experiences. Mm -hmm. um, I started back here in 2016 with Head Start. Um, I was told I was going to be the plant person for our counties for quality rated because we have four counties. Um, this is my first time working with Head Start with no experience. So I was assigned two TAs, uh, Crystal Heard and Carrie Shalon. And my main goal for quality rated is to do the portfolio. So Crystal came out to the center, to my office. We went through all my documentation, like uh, Brett said, it's a lot of paperwork. So in order to do the portfolio, you have to upload a lot of documentation. So she helped me organize that document documentation and showed me what was needed in order to have the best score. And, you know, we did areas of improvement. We did a schedule, um, everything that was needed to um, complete that portfolio. When it came to the classroom, Carrie Shalon, um, she, she helped the classroom. She, she came out there, she rolled up her sleeves, 
She assisted with she assisted with the room arrangement, moving of shelves and materials, laboring of centers and displays. She was making sure the teachers by doing observation, she did with the interactions, the schedule, personal care routines, and she did observation and gave feedback to help those teachers in those classrooms to be more effective. Um, and also we have about 60 teachers. So Carrie and Crystal came out to our um, in-service training and they did Itters and Eckers training on site for us. Uh, all great resources, it sounds like. Very helpful. So, uh, Brett and Gwen, what would you say to another provider who maybe hasn't taken advantage of the resources and the technical assistance from the R&R or participated in the PSN or the CCEN meetings? So what I would say is whenever you're focusing on bringing your program to new heights, just like climbing a mountain, you don't have to do this alone. When you climb a mountain, you have a Sherpa, a guide that can has been there before and can guide you through the process. Now, the hard work is still yours. Don't get me wrong. You're still going to have a heavy lift, but the path has a guide. You can get there. Now, if we go back to uh, our, our old friends, uh, I refer to them as the old dead guys and Maria Montessori, the developmental psychologists, right? If we remember Bogotsky, anybody? Okay, thanks. Um, Vygotsky <laughs> talks about the zone of proximal development, right? So he talks about how you can get so far on your own, but if you have a learned partner, someone with you that has a little more experience, they can help you rise a little above that to where they are, closer to where they are. And that's where I really think all of these resources do. Our R&Rs walk us through the process. Our PSN is there to support us, to remind us that we're not alone and give us buddies that we can touch base with when we're having trouble and a place where we can go and ask questions and get real answers. And our CCEN, my friend Edward, dude, you were Zooming for so long. I know you're glad to be back to Zooming in a different way in that truck. Still got that truck, right, buddy? So Edward put some miles on that truck, let me tell you. Um, but he really loves getting out there and making sure, like you talked about earlier, connecting people with the resources they, they need to be successful. And a lot of those are going to be the resources DJ is, is helping us out with. Um, for me, I tell them, take advantage of it. It's worth it. For the hands-on experience of the R&R and the TAs and the relationships and helping us become more quality at our centers for child care providers, uh, for the peer, peer support, the topics of discussion that help you and your center to be more of a quality program. And that all that is a collaboration and to be able to learn and build and be quality. Mm. Great discussion today and a great panel, I have to say. DJ, how can a provider get in touch with uh, your agency uh, to learn more about your services or get started on their quality rated journey? Um, well, if they wanted to get a hold of us, they can go to www.asurams.edu backslash CCRR backslash. Um, and if they want to become uh, part of quality rated, they can fill out an application at um decal.ga.gov and um, go on and fill an application and that gets right to us. And then we send someone out immediately to talk to them and get them started in the process. Fantastic. Edward, and uh, other than chasing you down in that truck that Brett mentioned, <laughs> how can folks get in touch with you? <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. They can contact me at edward.rowell at decal.ga.gov. 
www.jimmyhoffman.gov. And please use that email. Or you can call me. I'm uh, readily available on a phone call at 470-346-1064. And Commissioner, I think we need to let folks know if they want some advice about good eating in the Southwest region, Edward is a bit of a foodie. He yeah, kind of knows Edward, his yeah. way around. Yeah, he can give you some suggestions uh, for sure. So get his number and send him a little text message and ask him, tell him where you are today and ask him for his recommendations. You can find a good eaten three barbecue. I'm telling you. He's Edward a man of many Japan. talents. A man he of many really talents. really is. Really is. Well, this has been a great discussion. I'm looking forward to meeting other parts of the state, folks that are working in other parts of the state. But I think the overall message here for this week's podcast is, uh, and I think Brett hit right on it, you, you do not walk this journey alone. You've got folks that are here to help you both through our Quip uh, organization, as well as the CCRNRs that we're proud to partner with. Please take advantage of that if you're a child care provider here in Georgia. And this is as grassroots as it gets. I mean, we've got folks at the most hyper local level uh, that you can imagine all across Georgia, particularly here in Southwest Georgia. So please take advantage uh, of that. DJ, Gwen, Brett, Edward, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, what are your questions for Commissioner Jacobs? Let's go to the water cooler. Hi there. My name is Jesse Slater. I'm an inclusion and behavior support specialist based in LaGrange, and I heard that your parents owned and operated childcare programs when you were growing up. What are your memories of working in those centers? Uh, well, hey, Jesse, thank you for that question. Um, yes, you are. You did hear right. My parents um, owned and operated two child care centers uh, when I was growing up. They were in the business for a little over 15 years. And um, so needless to say, I was always there when I wasn't in school, um, you know, either on the weekends or during the summer or a holiday breaks, I was always there doing something, whether it was either, you know, filling in for a, a teacher to run to the restroom or helping with grocery shopping or Windexing windows and wiping down tables, you know, fun stuff like that that just have to be done. Um, but yeah, I was always there and my parents were always there. It's definitely uh, an interesting time in our family. Um, they were always uh, very dedicated to making sure that the children they were caring for uh, were definitely taken care of very well by really dedicated teachers. Um, but it was a, it was an interesting time, but it gives me a really good perspective in this job, I have to say. Um, so I do appreciate that. Now, when you think back on those days, what do you miss the least about working in a child care <laughs> program? And, and, and maybe where, where's your greatest admiration for you know, the things that child care folks have to do every day? You know, I mean, owners and directors have such a huge responsibility and liability because you're taking care of other people's children, right? Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. for sometimes 12 hours a day, five days a week. And so, you know, I would say my parents worked a lot and put a lot of time and dedication into it, usually seven days a week. And so, you know, that took a little bit away from family time. So um, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, when they were able to retire, that we were able to get some of that family time back. But they have great memories of it, too, that we, we mm. still talk about, you know, the good old uh, child care days <laughs> <laughs> and the families that they still remember and the kids that they still remember and their employees that um, they still hear. My mom especially still hears from, you know, lots of her employees. And wow. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting that they really kind of built that that child care family when, when they were in the business. Yeah. Extended family. Yeah.
And now it's time for my favorite part of the podcast, and that's giving you an opportunity at winning a nice prize in the decal download quiz. We love doing this. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers received. All you have to do is email a response to decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. We draw one name from all the correct answers and award you a nice prize from Chick-fil-A, Georgia Aquarium, Georgia Lottery, The School Box, Shake Shack, Waffle House, Wild Adventures Theme Park in Valdosta, and the World of Coca-Cola Museum uh, at Centennial Park here in Atlanta. Here's the question. What does CCR&R stand for? What does CCR&R stand for? Send your response to decal download at decal.ga.gov. You could be a winner. Thanks for playing and good luck. Thanks for listening to the Decal Download Podcast. The Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning improves outcomes for children and families by strengthening early learning experiences and partnership with early education programs, professionals, stakeholders, families, and communities. Their vision is that every child in Georgia will have equal access to high-quality early care and education. For more information, visit their website at decal.ga.gov. Join the conversation at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs. Thank you.